Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Spring officially arrives tomorrow, and with it, road construction season. In South Bend, a major project kicks off tomorrow or within the next few days, as Douglas Road east of Ironwood closes down completely for the summer. Workers will be widening and rebuilding the road, including a new bridge over Jude Creek. There will be no way to get through between Ironwood and Carmichael during the project, access only for people who live there and emergency vehicles. The project is expected to be finished and open in October. The South Bend Community School Board should hear recommendations on which schools it should close or repurpose tomorrow evening. After getting nearly 2,000 survey responses on three different proposals, the consultants are ready to present their report. Word is the final recommendations probably won't look exactly like any of the options the public has already seen. The firms Fanning Howie and HPM are using the weeks of feedback in creating their final recommendation. It's a balancing act of what will help save money for the district and what community members want. Three proposals given to the public on what South Bend schools could close. One closing Clay High School, another closing Clay and turning Riley High School into a middle school, and only one proposal keeping all four high schools. With weeks to respond, the community has spoken on what it wants to see. Participants in the survey affiliated with Clay prefer Scenario A, which keeps all four high schools and dislike all others. Those not affiliated with Clay are more mixed on keeping all four high schools open and are more supportive of Scenario B, which would close Clay. Scenario C, closing Clay and turning Riley High School into a middle school was rejected based on community feedback. According to the firms, that data now playing a role as firms Fanning Howie and HPM consider it. We're going to make a recommendation to the board and that recommendation will be supported by feedback from the community. Other notable feedback to the proposals, according to the firms, concerns Swanson Traditional School being too small to be a K-8 school. Support instead for Marshall Traditional School to grow to a K-8 and a hope for Marquette to remain a district-wide option and not a regional choice. Despite the concerns, HPM says in general, there is acknowledgement that major changes need to happen and even support for reducing the number of high schools. As the companies apply this feedback, the result will likely be a combination of wants and needs. It is very unlikely that the recommendation will be any one of the three scenarios as they were originally presented, but more likely a combination based on feedback. The recommendation will be made to the board on Monday, which won't take action until April 17th. WSBT 22's Anne Lurie reporting. South Bend police are looking for help from homeowners in the fight against crime. The department is offering those with home security cameras, such as ring doorbells, to register them with the Real-Time Crime Center. The South Bend Police Department and the city has begun registration for their Sink South Bend program. The goal? Deterring crime and helping investigators collect more evidence. You see them all around town. Cameras on people's front doors and porches. Today, 
Those cameras can now be registered with SBPD to give them quick access if a crime occurs where the camera would be capturing. Those with the department are hoping this may deter potential criminals if they know they might be on camera. We would love if we didn't have as much crime right in South Bend and hopefully that even though this real-time crime center will help after the fact, but it hopefully will help deter that crime so it doesn't even happen. The department is working alongside the city for this program. South Bend Mayor James Mueller tells me the assistance of the public is crucial to make this work. It's great news that we're going to be fully staffed uh, here in a matter of weeks uh, for the first time in a long time. But our officers can't be everywhere all the time. And so we really do depend on the community to come forward. And uh, if they see something, to say something uh, to us. But also now to take advantage of technology. Our officers and South Bend Police are doing everything they can to keep the community safe. But really, to make sure that we reach our goal, we need the entire community to come on board. And this is one way in which the community can help us keep their neighborhood safe. One thing police want to make crystal clear, officers will not have direct access to cameras and will only be requesting footage if it could help an investigation. We'd see where all those cameras are at. We don't have to knock on people's doors at 2, 3 in the morning asking for camera footage. A detective can do that later on through the proper chain of emails and phone through FUSIS. But it also allows for those residents to not have police contact them, right? So if you don't want contact from police due to whatever safety reasons or you just don't want police to be contacting it, it's all through electronics. You can register your camera through a website provided by SPPD. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. The people who run our schools and school districts are likely under more stress than ever before, and there are fears there won't be enough people wanting to do those jobs going forward. New research shows pressure resulting from the pandemic may be causing some principals and superintendents to leave the profession. Many school districts in our area say they haven't seen turnover, but that this could be another impact of the teacher shortage crisis. It has almost been a year. My whole professional career has been in education. Since Theodore Stevens took on the role of School City Mishawaka Superintendent. The people here. Stevens was superintendent in LaPorte County prior to coming to Mishawaka. He admits leadership over the past few years has brought new challenges. Well, a shorter list would probably be what weren't the stresses. Uh, it was it just everything that we've done in education during the pandemic got turned upside down. School leaders like Stevens have had to navigate virtual learning, an increase in parent concerns, the controversy over masking, and now the long-term impacts of the pandemic, like learning loss and mental health struggles. Stevens says he's happy to be in Mishawaka and moving the district forward. I don't know that I'd say there's a, a shortage of superintendents, but there are a lot of superintendents uh, through the job that have left the profession probably since the, the pandemic on. Okay, take a look. A 2021 report from the National Superintendents Roundtable showed many superintendents considered quitting during the 2020 to 2021 school year. It also predicted that filling superintendent positions with quality candidates could be more difficult in the future. The outlook for principals isn't much better. A 2020 survey of principals found that many felt unsupported 
and the pandemic accelerated their plans to leave the profession. This, this current moment, we're in a, a pretty good spot, I would say. School City Mishawaka Director of Human Resources, Corey Laban, says most of their administrators have been in place for a while. I've heard that we uh, we should expect a lot of open vacancies at the superintendency level, uh, you know, for the upcoming school year. Um, as we learn in education, everything is a domino. So, you know, you have one open vacancy um, and somebody leaves one corporation and goes to that one and that creates a vacancy. Then again, the, the dominoes just start to fall from there. Not only that, but the pipeline to school administration is teachers and schools across the country are trying to fill open teacher positions amid a teacher shortage crisis. If there is a teacher shortage, there's definitely going to be a, an administrative you know, shortage. Um, it, it, will, it will trickle down you know, to all positions. Like it's outside. Jeremy Lugbill started as a history teacher out of state. What made you want to be a teacher? Impact on students. Um, the ability to you know form relationships with them and coach them through you know life challenges. He's now the South Bend Career Academy superintendent and does that on a larger scale. And while many schools in our area say they haven't seen a lot of turnover in administration level jobs, all leaders acknowledge the value of building a stronger pipeline. You want to find the, the right candidate that's going to be able to make a positive influence, positive change. Yeah, your best principals were great teachers. In Elkhart, there's a class offered to teachers who are interested in the administrator level roles. One of the instructors tells me the cohort size is bigger this year than in the past couple years, and that's a good sign. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. There's a delay in deciding the fate of St. Joe County's only publicly owned assisted living facility. The county council decided Tuesday not to vote on whether to close Portage Manor. The council also tabled a measure allotting $2.7 million to cover costs associated with the closing. Many spoke out, including a private doctor, the Portage Township Board, and Indiana Landmarks. Public comment went on for three hours and then another 45 minutes of discussion. The vote was ultimately tabled to give this more time. And now they'll have 60 days to find a solution before a vote to shut it down. County officials say renovating Portage Manor to keep it from shuttering will be expensive, possibly nearing a double-digit million-dollar price tag. But people have stepped up to rehab it. Dr. Silvana Atala is one of them. This place can can definitely stay open for a long period of time. I suggested like, you know, renovations are for sure needed, um, but they can be done over a period of years. Dr. Atala says she and her husband have already talked about opening a senior care facility in downtown South Bend. With Portage Manor, it combines taking their ideas and salvaging a building. There are four wings and they're not all fully occupied. So you can close one wing uh, to renovate it and just move everybody else in different places of the building. The Portage Township trustee and board have also offered to ease the county commissioner's responsibilities. You know, I certainly wouldn't have the funding that's available to do the eight and $10 million things that they're talking about there, but 
we'd be one great piece of the puzzle to bring in if they were serious about actually finding a long-term solution. The township doesn't have a proposal since Critchlow says they were never asked to help solve Portage Manor's financial crisis though they have experts to offer help. So that's what we do is provide experts and indigent services every day. We work with real services. We work with, you know, all the other agencies around here. And the director of Indiana Landmarks has thrown his hat in the ring. He's suggested to register the manor as a historic landmark to get funding. All of these groups looking to buy time. If the county is just looking to extricate themselves from this sort of business, then maybe someone like me can step in and, and work with Dr. Atala. It'll be 60 more days until the resolution and American Rescue Plan funding will be voted on. The ARP money would be used to pay staff through the closure. WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. Experts say a sleep crisis is affecting about a quarter of the U.S. population. More than 20% of the U.S. population isn't getting enough sleep. Those with the St. Joseph Sleep Medicine team say this is reaching crisis levels. If you're feeling tired or groggy since daylight saving time, you're certainly not alone. Sleep experts say it can take a while to recover from the change. Even though one hour doesn't seem like a very much time, our sleep, natural sleep rhythm gets, gets off kilter. And so then it takes several weeks to get back on track. Um, so you can feel excessively tired at work, trouble focusing at work. Um, there's increased car accidents, um, heart attack, stroke, other health abnormalities like that, um, which is amazing to think about that one hour of missed sleep can cause all of those issues. Some miss sleep from disruptions like sleep apnea, but Wintulowitz says you can make choices to get more quality sleep. Try not to be exposed to screens one hour before bedtime. So that's our phone, um, e-readers, um, you know, the television, because that, again, gives us artificial light. And so that negatively impacts our, our sleep cycle, um, making our bedroom a place just for sleep. So don't do anything, you know, else. Don't watch TV. Don't, you know, sit up in bed and, and talk and read. Um, you want to make it a, um, you know, healthy environment for sleep. Um, and then avoiding caffeine before before bedtime as well. Another member of the St. Joseph sleep team I spoke with says some of the blame can be attributed to people not making sleep health a priority compared to other areas of health. Sleep health is mental, physical, and social health. What sleep does is that it helps our immune system. Without proper sleep, increased risk of infection, increased risk of heart attack, increased risk of stroke, and increased risk of cognitive disorder like Alzheimer's. So not getting enough sleep leads to a number of medical conditions. Sleep suffers because we don't prioritize sleep. So, you know, we're all busy during the day, um, you know, have jobs, activities, things like that. Um, and so we, like, abandon our sleep pretty much. We, we delay sleep, we go to bed later, we have to get up earlier, and so we're not getting a good quality amount of sleep and we're, we're shorting ourselves, which in the long run is causing a lot of health, health problems. The sleep medicine team says if you're consistently feeling tired and groggy, that a sleep study may be beneficial. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 